Among everything that qualifies as priority in the life of a believer, spiritual growth and development towards maturity must have precedence. Progress in our spiritual life is paramount. Let us make the journey towards spiritual maturity. Today I want to just uh, welcome Sam Matthews to lead us in our declaration. He's one of our young leaders. See, we've got this group of uh, young leaders who are being nurtured. So, Sam, lead us in declaration. All right. Good morning, church. So good to see you all from this side of the pulpit. <laughs> uh, you guys look so beautiful, but... Um, you know, a special welcome to those of you who are joining us online as well. Thank you for tuning in. Um, you know, I just want to share a short word of encouragement before we make our declaration. And the uh, scripture that I want to turn to is Psalms chapter 33. And we'll read two verses, verse 6 and verse 9. Psalms chapter 33, verse 6 and verse 9. So verse 6, it says, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. They are starry hosts by the breath of his mouth. And then come down with me to verse 9. It says, For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. You know, scripture here is so clear. And it says but that by God's word that he released, everything was formed. Meaning, when... Um, you know, when you, uh, you know, what, it's so important for us to understand that by the very word of God, everything that we see around us came into existence, right? And when you think about it, words seem so insignificant, right? It's part of our everyday living. But in God's kingdom and in the spiritual realm, words are the foundation to everything. And that's what we read in scripture here. And we as disciples, given by the privilege and authority of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, have the authority to release words of blessing and speak life. We can release words to our minds, our bodies, our situations, whatever we are going through. We have that power and we have that authority. Jesus himself practiced and he told us in Mark chapter 11, speak to the mountain and without doubt, it will be moved. Amen? Amen? So I just request you all to rise up to your feet. Let's hold our Bibles high up in the air and let's declare together. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I am saved, healed, Delivered, redeemed. I'm blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of his blessing to many people. I receive his word, I believe his word, and I live by his word. Christ is my master, and to him I am in absolute surrender. I present myself as a new wineskin to receive the new wine and fresh oil being poured out on me. God releases new things and a new work of His Spirit in me and through me. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. Over to Pastor. God bless you. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. This morning we have uh, Pastor Nancy Ramya. Well, before that, I want to congratulate our worship team. They're going to be releasing a new song on December 11th. Right? So, really excited about that. Um, and uh, yeah, they're work, actually working towards a, a new album. And this will be the first uh, song in that. So, really excited about that. All right, so this morning we have uh, Pastor Nancy Ramya. She's one of our associate pastors. She'll be ministering to us. Uh, just a little background. Uh, professionally, she's trained as a, she's, trained, uh, she's done a bachelor's in dental surgery and a master's in public health. Uh, so she was working in the medical professional for close to a decade or something like that. And, uh, and then she joined us uh, as, as, a, 
as a full-time staff, and she's um, uh, our associate pastor, and she also is our missions director. So let's stand up to our feet once again. Please put our hands together and uh, welcome Nancy Ramya. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much for that uh, <laughs> elaborate introduction. And thank you, everybody. You may please be seated. Okay, uh, uh, once again, a very um, good morning to everyone, and it's uh, an awesome privilege to be here and to be in church. Um, you know, uh, we know what's been happening through this year, but uh, it's incredible to be here and experience the presence of God and spend time learning His Word. So before we get started and before I share what God's put on my heart, uh, I just want to read out uh, some testimonies that came in the last week. So I'm going to read through the name, the names of the people who've written it um, across. You know, uh, I won't be sharing that, but I, I'll just read through what they've, they've sent um, to the church. Um, so this is one testimony of uh, SB, SB sincerely. He says... Uh, uh, with sincerity and hard work did not result in the promotion that was due to him and had been pending for the past four years. The fact that many of his colleagues who were junior to him received their promotion in due time made him feel humiliated and sometimes depressed. During the New Year service of 2020, Pastor Ashish had prophesied over SP that there would be a double promotion blessing soon. Uh, SB had wondered how it would be possible as uh, it is natural to be promoted to the next higher level. So from DGM to joint DGM, but to his surprise, the joint GM being removed, he was promoted directly as GM. So SB shares that uh, his long wait had paid him doubly. He thanks God for the supernatural blessing on him and remembers Pastor Ashish's special prayers for him on New Year's Day. So you know, we praise God for that prophecy that was uh, fulfilled. Yes, we can clap together. And those who are at home, you know, you could jump up or something. But it's amazing what God can do, right? So a double promotion in this season of a pandemic and it came through a word of prophecy. So uh, the next um, testimony also is very exciting and I, I will read it. Uh, so this person writes in saying, I was attending the online Supernatural Sunday service with his family as usual. During the prayer for healing when pastor asked people to lay hands on the part of their body that required healing, um, this person placed his hand on his back. He had been having issues with his back for the past six years waking up with pain and stiffness in the back. He would need to turn to one side to get off the bed and his back would be stiff with discomfort surfacing um, on and off throughout the day. So um, he says when he laid hands on his back while pastor was praying, and this happened you know, during the last service, last Sunday's service, um, he felt like he heard a sound and experienced a sensation in his back. He bent down to check if he could touch the floor because that was something he was not comfortable doing before. He was able to touch the floor immediately. Bending down didn't bother him anymore. He did it several times over. He showed his family that he could do this. Okay, it seems like he was very, very excited. And he writes, after the service, he continued doing it. Okay, later, he went into uh, the room where his wife was working, uh, carried her and did half squats carrying her just to prove that, you know, this is, this is real, for real. And he ignored her protests and advice to be careful with his back and did four more squats, experienced no pain with the back. That evening, he cycled about 18 kilometers to Lalbagh and back. On the fifth day today, uh, which is when he wrote this testimony, after the healing, he continues to wake up and get off the bed without any stiffness. He testifies that there's no God like our God, a miracle worker. Amen. Praise God. Praise God for what he's doing in our lives and uh, his power, which is real, and his glory, which is real. Um, and, and this morning, church, you know, I thank God for this opportunity. And uh, I really want to share a word which is on my heart. So um, hopefully, you know, I'm just going to talk to all of us. Um, and um, 
uh, as as we uh, think about this entire year, you know that that's uh, happened, and so many things uh, that each one of us have experienced. Uh, we, you know, I hope we are grateful, right? Yes, there have been challenges, there have been difficulties, but we thank God that, you know, God's worked in our lives. And I'm sure uh, if, if uh, I were to talk to each one of us personally here, there would be things that you would share about God's deliverance, about God's provision, you know, God's uh, uh, healing uh, upon our lives and God's favor and, you know, just God's glory coming through. So um, let's be grateful. You know, we, we're in the month of December and we're looking ahead. We're looking ahead at uh, the new new year and actually the new decade dawning on us. So uh, as I was thinking about all these things, um, I really felt that you know, all of us, all of us aim for progress. All of us aim for for increase. All of us aim to go to the next level in our lives. So, you know, I was just praying and, and saying, God, you know, what are the areas in my life where you want me to grow, where you want me to develop? Uh, and, you know, we, we can list so many things. I can list many things uh, for sure. But I felt like God was moving upon my heart to tell me that uh, spiritual growth and development is one um, area that that a lot of us are uh, not intentionally but you know somehow we we might ignore that but then we have all of these other things on our list all the other priorities um, which obviously they're not wrong but you know spiritual growth and development the word of God you know it encourages us and says that in growing everything else you know let your soul prosper and while Paul writes to Timothy you know, he he says that uh, you do all kinds of exercises bodily exercise is helpful but what about your spirit man what about your inner person so the spiritual growth and spiritual development you know is of paramount importance so uh, I really want to encourage us to think about this and to uh, make provision in in your planning right to to grow and progress or develop in God so today I'm just going to talk about um, journeying into spiritual maturity okay so is that fine is that okay all right thank you okay so we're going to talk about spiritual maturity and journeying into spiritual maturity so hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1 in the esv version uh, it, it goes like this it says therefore let us leave the elementary doctrine of christ and go on to maturity not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Okay, so in the, some of the other translations, the same uh, term, go on to maturity uh, in the ESV version. You no, know, it's, it's uh, put in this way. The NIV version, it says forward to maturity. Okay, forward to maturity. In the NASB version, it says press on to maturity. Uh, in the NKJV version, it says go on to perfection. Okay, and the message Bible, you know, closer home, uh, it simply says grow up. Okay, it says grow up. So uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about growing up in God. And the message version, this the same scripture, you know, uh, it, it's even more simpler. It says so come on, let's leave the preschool finger painting exercises on Christ and get on with the grand art. Okay, so graduating from finger painting to grand art and we are doing this in Christ, in our spiritual walk with God, in our spiritual journey with Christ. So the word of God is very clear. God wants us to move forward. God wants us to press forward. He wants us to grow up in him. So when we uh, try to understand what does this growing up um, really, you know, where does it take us? But there are certain words in, in the scripture uh, that talk about completeness and perfection. So from the Greek language, I just want to put a couple of words before us. There's a word, uh, teleos, which says, which actually means becoming complete. Uh, it, it is becoming complete, becoming mature, being becoming a perfect man, you know, having, uh, developing uh, in, in our uh, in our mental capacity as well as in our moral character. So that is stelios, which, which refers to perfection. Uh, and then there's another word called plero, which uh, also 
talks about growing up, but growing up to an extent where we are filled up and we can be an influence. Okay, so that's the second Greek word that also um, talks about perfection, maturity, and growth. Okay, and then there's a third word that is katartizo. Uh, okay, uh, and it, it it means to be thoroughly equipped. So completely equipped, thoroughly equipped. So all these terms are um, are pointing us to what exactly God wants us to achieve through this spiritual maturity. So God wants us to grow up. God wants us to become complete. He wants us to be full grown. He wants us to be thoroughly equipped. Uh, he also wants us to be, you know, so filled up with him that we can be an influence. So uh, we're going to just try and understand a few more things about spiritual maturity before I go ahead and share uh, a couple of traits that you and I could aim for in our walk with God. So uh, the next thing that, that I want to put before us is uh, the goal of our spiritual maturity. So whenever we talk about um, a completion or perfection, you know, the end result needs to be before us. And, and many a time, the end result has to be before us, uh, before we get started on, on an assignment. You know, if you ask a medical student, why are you studying? You know, nobody is studying aimlessly, but, you know, I'm sure they hope that someday they will be a doctor treating patients. And similarly, if, if you were to talk to a business, uh, you know, a businessman or an entrepreneur, you know, they would have certain goals. You know, they might point you to a, a um, you know, an amount of money that they want to make or some influence or impact that they want to have. So the end result is very, very important uh, when we're chasing, you know, anything, any kind of progress. So coming to the spiritual things in God, the goal that God has set for us in his word is to become like Jesus. So spiritual maturity is aiming to become more and more like Jesus. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 29, scripture tells us, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So the goal there is for us to be conformed to the image of the son of God, who is the Lord Jesus. So conformed to the image of the son Jesus, you know, in, in what manner are we to be conformed to the image of the son of God? Well, in the love that we have, that we carry, we can be conformed to the image of the son of God. We can be conformed to the image of the son of God in, um, you know, in, in life. We can be conformed in the power that, that we demonstrate, right, of the kingdom of God. We can, we can be conformed in character, you know, the kind of character that the Lord Jesus demonstrated, that he carried. We can be conformed to that kind of character. Uh, we can also be conformed uh, to the Lord Jesus and his image in the kind of ministry that we do. So uh, we are to be conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus in every sense. You know, it's not just that we do ministry like Jesus and then everything else is, you know, uh, it's okay. We can take care of it later. It doesn't work like that. But Romans 8.29 says that we ought to be conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus. So he is our goal. And in everything that concerns us, the call is for us to be conformed to the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. I just want to look at one more scripture. This is in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 13. Uh, and it says, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So, we're all journeying, we're all journeying where? We're journeying uh, such that we can come to becoming a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So perfect man, again, is stilios. You know, the word that we saw earlier that refers to completeness, being fully grown in the Lord Jesus Christ. So you know, we are growing up, we are conforming to the image of God as we grow in him and we are becoming that perfect man and in fact this this uh, passage of Ephesians 4 you know it talks about how the believers will grow up 
it talks about how uh, the lord jesus has blessed uh, the church with the fivefold ministry offices where everyone as they perform their function what's really happening god is building up his people so that they can become complete in him so they can come up to full measure in him and you know scriptures are very clear that the lord jesus is coming back for a church that is grown up amen Amen. And so all the ministry that is done, you know, all the service in other words that is done should be to mature people into Christ likeness. You know, all the service ministry is nothing but service. So anything that we do, you know, if you're encouraging people, it should be such that they are growing in the Lord Jesus Christ that they are becoming more like the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, if you're teaching the word of God, it is to impart that that that, you know, grace, that anointing for people to grow up uh, into that full measure of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're prophesying, it's meant to grow people up in 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 whatever God is doing in their lives and keep bringing them up into that position of being full grown or complete in the lord jesus christ so you know god is doing a work here on the earth and god is doing a work in his body and what is that work that he is doing you know he is building people up people of god are growing up in him and the lord jesus is coming back for a church you know for a glorious church for a radiant church uh, a church that is journeying forward you know pressing forward uh, together with god excuse me yeah so uh, this is the goal of our spiritual maturity to become more like jesus to be complete in him so now uh, i just like to look at a you know couple of other things that will help us understand spiritual maturity better um does spiritual maturity even matter to god i mean isn't it okay for us to get saved and you know hey i have a ticket to heaven so that's fine you know bye everybody i am just going to be in a better place right but the word of god um, teaches us that spiritual maturity is very very important to god the same passage that we saw earlier from hebrews 6 and verse 1 uh, it will be displayed for us i'll just read it once again it says therefore let us leave the elementary doctrine of christ and go on to maturity not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward god so here the writer to the hebrews you know he says go on to maturity and he's saying not laying again a foundation of so he's talking about a foundation which was laid earlier and he lists out a couple of things in that passage we won't go through the passage but basically he lists out things like repentance from um from sins he he talks about you know that early experience with god that we have salvation in christ uh, he talks about laying on of hands he talks about baptisms he talks about resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment so basically you know, what he's saying is you know all of these things they are foundations okay they are in a sense the abc's of our faith and he's actually the writer of the hebrews you know he he is telling the believers that yes all these things are important okay, we are not undermining these truths but they are foundational which means that they are in the foundation and that believers ought to build on it you know believers ought to lay bricks over it and you know construct further so further construction is very very important so he's actually telling them that you know can we please move on can we uh, you know grow up can we move on to to better things and you know uh, other things in christ jesus so these would just be the abc's or the foundations now in the previous passage you know hebrews 5 um once again when he's writing to these believers you know, he he gives them a rebuke and he says that you have been believers for um you know so long right by now you must have become teachers but you still need some others to come and teach you the foundational truths of the word of god so you know he basically issues a rebuke and he says look our chronological time right uh, with god when we're journeying with god it does not necessarily mean you know definite progress into spiritual maturity unless 
unless we aim for spiritual maturity intentionally. Okay, so he says that just the passage of time does not result in growth and development. It does not result in spiritual growth and development. And so, uh, you know, he he encouraged. He kind of tells them that you must progress. You must move forward with God. You must go on to maturity. So, you know, these are things we understand. So, the word of God is very clear that God is also um, moving us forward. And he wants us uh, to, to keep graduating. You know how uh, in school, these days you also have kindergarten grad graduations, right? So, but it's good to graduate. Keep graduating, keep going higher, uh, and keep growing in God, keep learning uh, um, and, and you know keep increasing in him so uh, we need to move on to deeper truths in god and just the passage of time will not result in spiritual growth unless we are intentional about our spiritual growth so you know i just want to encourage us based on all of these things let's make a choice as we look ahead as we look at the year ahead you know, make a choice make a plan uh, and, and you know pray pray through and ask god god how can i grow you know how can i be conformed to the image of the lord jesus christ and god just do a work in my life you know, do a, a help me uh, grow in the word help me grow in the spirit and you know god is faithful he wants us to grow and he will strengthen us to grow. I'm reminded of what the Lord Jesus said you know, in Ma um, Matthew 5, 48. Uh, he said, be perfect, Tilios, as your heavenly father is perfect. So here's an invitation. God is saying, I want you to be perfect. I want you to grow up. So make an effort. And you know, God is faithful. He will lead us to our spiritual increase. So here's another point that I want to make. And then, you know, I'll go ahead and talk about some of the traits of spiritual maturity. Uh, spiritual aiming towards spiritual maturity, it's actually a journey, right? So nothing happens overnight. Absolutely nothing happens overnight. So when we commit ourselves to God and we, we are progressing with God, it is a journey. It is a journey. So that is something we have to understand. You know, otherwise, we'll end up becoming very, very frustrated. Oh, I have to be the perfect man, Tilios, and it's got to happen tomorrow. But it doesn't work like that. But we have to make a journey. And the Apostle John, you know, in, in um, uh, his writing, he refers to the believers. He talks to them and he says, uh, some of them are little children. Uh, some others, he, he calls them as young men. And, you know, a few others, he calls them as fathers. So uh, what is the, what are the stages in the journey towards spiritual maturity? You know, we could be in the position of, Know, just being children or you know with our experiences with God and the, the revelations that we've received uh, we could have moved forward uh, into be becoming young men or you know just moving towards adulthood uh, and you know he also refers to some people as fathers which refer which means that there are people who are able to um, you know maturely serve others so you know it, that is a that is a position of great influence becoming fathers so these are all some of the stages that every believer must actually uh, progress with. Uh, and another way of looking at these stages of spiritual maturity is that every believer must move forward to becoming a disciple. You know, being a believer, it's awesome. It's wonderful. We have salvation in the Lord Jesus and we've been changed. We've been transformed. But that's just the beginning of the journey. Right? So the next thing that must happen is that the believer has to, be, uh, has to become a disciple. Now, who is a disciple? A disciple is somebody who is following the life, you know, the, the teachings, um, and you know, absolutely everything uh, about the Lord Jesus Christ and becoming more and more conformed into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, the stages would look something like going from a believer to a disciple and then from a disciple to a minister a minister is somebody who serves right so uh, we we serve others as we mature in the lord jesus christ and you know what from being a minister, 
to touch the next milestone, which is to be a leader or someone that people can learn from in their spiritual journey and their spiritual walk. And as we make this journey, you know, one of the things that I want to encourage us is that at every stage, you know, we're not going to try and classify, hey, you know, you're a baby and you're a child and, you know, you're, you're a young person, you're an adult. No, it's not for that. But it's just for us to understand the kind of progress that we're making. But at every stage, at every stage, you know, we can still be reflecting the glory of God to the best, um, you know, of, of what God is doing in our lives. And, you know, just because you are in a certain lower stage of your spiritual journey does not mean that you will not represent Christ wonderfully. No, we can represent Christ wonderfully. And that's what God is looking for, to make progress, to keep growing in the Lord Jesus Christ. So these are some stages just to help us understand. Um, and so, you know, be encouraged. Be encouraged while we're looking at um, moving to become that perfect man or till yours, God's glory is still being revealed through our life. And what is important is making that journey of growth in the Lord Jesus Christ. So now, you know, a lot of us um, are the kind who say, okay, now give me the points. Like, what am I supposed to do with all of this information? So, you know, we're coming to that section where I want to talk about some of the traits of spiritual maturity that you and I can be aiming for. So these are things that we see in scripture and I'm sure you know there's a, a whole a bunch of things that we, we could be talking about as the traits of spiritual maturity. But this morning, you know, I have just picked four traits that will um, that will give us some kind of a focus, and we can work towards these traits. So the first one, the first trait um, of spiritual maturity is a God-centered life. Okay, it's a God-centered life. Uh, when Paul wrote to the the Corinthians, he said that you know, we uh, we are being transformed, we are being changed from glory to glory. We're being changed from glory to glory. So what happens when somebody is maturing in the Lord Jesus Christ? Our life becomes a God-centered life. And with, uh, you know, what, what does a God-centered life mean? You know, does it mean getting really busy with Christian activities? You know, I don't have time for this or that because I'm attending Bible study and I I'm doing this practice and that practice and going to church and you know I'm just busy with a lot of Christian activities. Well, um, you know that kind of a zeal for God is very very wonderful, but the Word of God says it's about transformation. It's about change in the person. It's about change in the believer. Right? So that is a God-centered life when we are going from strength to strength glory to glory in the transformation that the word of God is doing in our lives and the spirit of God is doing in our lives. So we become more and more God focused. You know, it's, uh, it, it's not just activity focused. Yes, activities are very important, but uh, it's about the, the kind of change that, that, that the uh, spirit of God can do in us where we, you know, we're just a different person at every stage of our spiritual walk and our spiritual journey with God. So uh, God-centered really means being transformed from the inside out, you know, allowing the word of God to work in our lives, allowing the, the spirit of God to work in our lives. So the first trait of spiritual maturity is having a God-centered life. Now, scriptures also tell us that uh, we must be complete in all the will of God. Okay, in Colossians 4.12, uh, this again is part of having a God-centered life. So, you know, the question that we ask for all the decisions that we make is, you know, does God really want me to do this? Does God want me to, uh, uh, you know, take up this career or does God want me to move to this city? So, we are concerned about the will of God in all the matters uh, in our lives you know these days we uh, have gotten so used to just googling right so you think of something and the next immediate response is okay let me just google right but that's not how we make life decisions right so uh, God-centered life is yes I can find my answers here and there but 
When I have a question, when I have to make a life decision, when I have to make a life choice, what I'm doing is I go to the word of God, right? And I say, God, you speak to me. My questions are, you know, going to the Lord and saying, God, you speak to me about my career. Lord, you speak to me about my ministry. So uh, a God-centered life is consistently seeking after God. Seeking after the will of God. What is complete? What is perfect? God, what is your perfect will? Now, I want to be in that. So we are searching um, in the word of God. We are, we are going after God. So our lives may be completely aligned to the will of God. Uh, and that is a sign of spiritual maturity. Now, spiritual maturity is also to have strong roots and develop good fruit for the kingdom of God. So uh, when our lives are anchored in God, what ends up happening? We could go through so many ups and downs, but we are still stable. We are rooted firmly in the Lord Jesus. And when we are rooted, we are fixed in him, right? Even if we go through some challenges here and there, that will not affect our fruit bearing. You know, we continue to bear fruit. We continue to glorify God in and through our lives. So a God-centered life is a life that um, allows you to have strong roots and good fruit for God. And a God-centered life is also a life of purpose. Now, the way Paul the Apostle, he said, no, I lay hold of that for which the Lord Jesus laid hold of me. So as I am growing in God, you know, one of the things that that I am really chasing after is what God wants for me. What what does God want for my destiny? What does God want for my ministry? What does God want, uh, uh, you know, for for my life? You're really going after that. Uh, And and so we get a hold of the purpose of God. So God-centered life, in other words, it's a purpose-driven life. Right? It's a purpose-driven life. When God puts the vision uh, in our hearts, God uh, awakens us to different causes that, that he really wants for us to uh, live for. So we are, we, we are totally getting um, a hold of the heart of God and we, we are uh, just aligning ourselves to the purpose of God, the will of God, uh, allowing God to transform us in this journey. And that is a God-centered life. So that is a sign of spiritual maturity. The second sign of spiritual maturity or a trait of spiritual maturity is depth in the word of God. Depth in the word of God. Now I uh, earlier shared about Hebrews chapter 5 where Paul rebukes the believers and says by now you should have been teachers. Uh, Over there he uh, also you know tells them that they uh, are still needing milk. Right? And they are not um, strong enough or their capacity has not developed enough for them to have the meat of God's word. Now, even in other passages, when Paul writes to the believers, he writes to the Corinthians, he says, you've only been needing milk, meaning feel-good messages you know, or, or, or things that just make us feel okay. Like, don't tell me what I can, how I can stretch or don't tell me, you know, something that makes me uncomfortable. I'm happy the way I am in God. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I just want to stay here. So Paul tells them and he says, you need to come to a place where your capacity in God increases that you keep graduating to deeper truths, which in other words, he's talking, he's referring to that as the meat of God's word. So, when we go deeper in the word, and by that, you know, again, don't simply mean just study, study, but, you know, that word enlightens us. That word becomes a revelation. That word, um, uh, you know, strengthens us. The authority of the word of God is building up our lives. And in that manner, we're just going deeper and deeper in the word of God. Uh, And it brings us to a place where God, you know, then begins to bring in greater truths. Because, you know, here we have uh, demonstrated that we have the capacity and, and, you know, we are increasing uh, further in that capacity. Uh, And again, in Hebrews 5, you know, he also says that by now you should be teaching others, right? So which means that uh, the, the believers were expected to know the word well enough, okay? And, and he also adds and he says discerning right from 
wrong. So uh, when we grow deeper in the word of God, you know, we are in a place where our understanding of the word um, is really good. If, if you have a problem at home, you know, it's happened to me several times, something goes wrong at home and you call somebody to fix it. Sometimes you have uh, folks who come and they're not sure what tool they have, right? And that's really scary because you're like, okay, I called you so you can fix this problem, but they're not very sure. But then you have some of these folks who come in and you just tell them, hey, the water is leaking, this is happening. And they look at you and they'll be like, okay, bring that bolt and nut or whatever. And they just fix it in one go. How? How do they know that? You know, the, the practice, the familiarity with, with the task that they've been involved in for years uh, has, has made them adept. Right? So in the same way, as we are spending time in the word of God, uh, uh, the expectation that God has is that we grow up. We grow up, we come to a position where we're able to tell right from wrong. We're able to, to uh, understand and also share it in, in a right way with the people around us who are growing in God. So that's the second trait of someone who is maturing in God. They are going deeper in the word of God. The third character or the third trait would be godly character. I've already touched on this uh, earlier to be like Christ, um, which means, you know, in, in Christ-likeness. And as Ephesians 5 would, would tell us about the fruit of the Spirit, we are bearing fruit of the Spirit and we are really demonstrating the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in character, you know, there are several things that uh, I can talk about, but I'm just going to enlist some of these to us. When we have godly character, uh, we are demonstrating Christ-likeness. We become selfless and God-focused. We are able to walk in love. You know, the word of God says, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. So we are able to walk in love. We're able to practice self-control. James 3.2, he says, if anybody, you're able to bridle your tongue, you are able to control your entire body. So growing up in self-control. Uh, and also, you know, God-like character means promoting unity in the body of Christ. Ephesians 4 talks about it. Several other passages talk about having one mind uh, and, and you know, working in peace in the, in the house of God. So all of these uh, tell us that we must have godly character uh, and that is a sign of spiritual maturity. The next trait of spiritual maturity is nurturing others. Okay, so when we talked about the stages of, of spiritual growth, we said that uh, as we're growing, we also develop capacity to build other people up in Christ. Uh, and scriptures tell us that we can be well equipped ourselves, you know, and God does that work in our lives to equip us fully so that we can invest into the lives of other people. So a person who is spiritually maturing is not just thinking about themselves. Okay? A person who is spiritually maturing in the house of God, in the kingdom of God, God is doing great things in their lives so they can be a blessing to others and help them make their spiritual journey. So what kind of spiritual journey do we help others make? We help them grow up in God. We help them increase in their commitment towards God. We, we help them um, experience a deeper work of the Spirit in their lives. We help them you know, to grow in all the disciplines. You know, maybe they don't know how to pray. Maybe they don't know how to uh, read the Bible. They don't know how to do ministry, serve uh, in small ways. But you know, we are there for them, helping them, strengthening them from the Word of God and equipping them so they can make the same journey that you and I have already made and seen uh, the power of God in our lives. So somebody who is spiritually maturing is always investing in the life of another, into the life of another person. So these are the four traits that I wanted to put before us. Um, and very quickly, I'm just going to talk about spiritual immaturity. Okay, so spiritual maturity, we've, we've looked at it. Uh, but what is the cost of spiritual immaturity? Well, uh, from scripture, what we understand is that if we do not intentionally progress and move forward in God, uh, 
there is no option of remaining stagnant there's only one option and that is to recede which is extremely dangerous so spiritual maturity immaturity is not at all an option uh, and the bible tells us that when we are spiritually immature what happens uh, we are dull of hearing though we hear god's word it's not able to do its full work in our lives because we don't receive an understanding for what god is actually trying to communicate uh, spiritual immaturity can cause stunting you know if some of us have seen bonsai they they have these trees they're very cute very small ones compact but they don't um they they don't give the fruit the way the actual tree would give the fruit or the shade or you know any other all the other good things that should be coming out of that tree but you know they are sort of grown up uh, in a small size but that is stunting and god does not want that for us because when that happens we're not able to fully experience uh, the power of god in our lives and we're not able to to reveal christ through our lives even and the bible talks about receiving inheritance now nobody gives uh, the car keys to a uh, maybe a primary school student and says okay why don't you go drive right because uh, the the child has to grow up the child has to be of a certain age and only then are we are we comfortable and confident that the child will be able to manage the vehicle properly in the same way scriptures talk about how we must grow up in god and that's when god releases yes we already have an inheritance but when god wants to bring things into our lives uh, when god wants to bring you know greater grace and a greater anointing uh, our preparation or our position uh, in god also matters so some of these things actually reflect the what i'm listing out actually reflect uh, immaturity and it is very very costly and of course a carnal life a carnal life referring to uh, living like paul says mere men okay though we are spiritual there's envy there's strife there's all kinds of things among believers uh, which does not glorify god and so living a carnal life is also a sign of immaturity and of course being tossed around by every wind of doctrine so basically that means that we are not established in the foundational truths of god's word every time every time something new comes you know our, our heart moves towards that and we are confused still in doubt but that is not a sign of spiritual maturity rather it's a picture of spiritual immaturity so basically what we understand is that the lack of strength the lack of stability in our spiritual lives you know that is spiritual immaturity and we have to uh, move away from that and grow up in god so i'm quickly going to touch um, upon what are some things that you and i can do and then we'll close for this morning uh, some things that we can do to grow up in god so just five things i'll put it before us the first one is to grow in the word of god grow in the word of god uh, in acts 20 verse 32 Uh, scriptures say that the word of god is able to build you up okay so if you're looking for raw material that can build us up that would be the word of god if we miss out on the word of god uh, we cannot expect any form of progress now even in life uh, the diet is so important right we can't live on on uh, junk or snacks all the time but we have to get to nourishing wholesome you know, balanced diet and in the same way for a believer uh, that diet or that uh, that that uh, nourishing comes from the word of god so when we devote ourselves to the word of god we have the promise from scripture which says that the word of god will build you up so i really want to encourage us to have some goals for the coming year you know uh, a weekly sunday sermon it's okay but you know we we must actually be delving deeper so personal commitment personal time in the word of god is very very important and you can make use of all the apc resources you know there's heaps of resources uh, which will strengthen you and establish you in the word of god uh, and you know uh, uh, peter he he writes and he says desire the pure milk of the word that you may 
grow thereby. So the desire for the word of God, we really have to pray and say, God, um, I want to grow up and please give me uh, a desire. Reading the word, the Bible, it's, it shouldn't be a chore, but you know, cause me to delight in it so that I may grow up. So devote yourself to the word of God. Uh, then of course, you know, we can grow in our faith so we can grow, uh, we can keep going to the next level in our faith. That is one area uh, that we can also focus on and that will bring definite growth. We can grow in the grace and the knowledge of God. So as we know more about God, you know, can Jesus, Jesus did that. So when I have that revelation, I know, hey, he can do that for me. He can do that for somebody else. So grow in the grace and the knowledge, the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and that will propel us forward Grow in godly character. Uh, and of course, we talked about nurturing others. So growing in service. Growing in service. Now, if we can uh, pray and plan towards all of these things, I'm sure you know, God will strengthen us and we will experience definite growth in our journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, at this time, I, I just like to close uh, in, in prayer. So we'll take some time to pray. We'll just take some time to uh, ask God to help us grow. And also we will pray for those who may have you know, different kinds of needs. Uh, you want a healing or you're trusting God for a deliverance. You're trusting God for a breakthrough in your life. But we're going to take time to do that uh, in just a bit. And I'd like to invite the worship team to please come forward. Uh, could just lead us while we wait upon the Lord. Oh, my God. 
Father God, Father, even as we stand in your presence this morning, Lord, we surrender. You are seated on the throne, O oh God. And Father, we just exalt you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. All of heaven bows down before you, God. And Lord, you are worshipped. And this morning, Lord, we just join our hearts to that worship. Lord, we say that you are above everything all, God. You are enthroned, oh God. And Father, we just want to enthrone you. And God, we just want to worship you. Lord, we say that all our affections are towards you, oh God. Father, yes, Lord, our mind is focused on you, oh God. And Father, we surrender. 
Lord, we surrender. Father, even as we look at the year ahead, Lord, Father, we just surrender our lives. And Father, this morning, I just pray that God, each one of us, Lord, that we will experience growth in you. Lord, thank you because your word says that, Lord, we who are in you, God, that we who are righteous, Father, that we will we will grow, Lord, that we will grow like, like a palm tree, Father, that we will flourish uh, like a cedar, uh, Lord, a cedar, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you that, that Lord, you are a God who, who brings growth. You are a God who brings increase. Lord, you are a God who establishes us, Father, in your kingdom. And this morning, Father, I just pray that word on everyone's life, Father God, everyone listening, Lord, in this auditorium, Father, even, even online. And I just speak, Lord, I just speak and I, I say that, that the Spirit of God would move with the word and, and work powerfully, Lord, powerfully. And Lord, those of us who are feeling stuck in some way, Lord, those of us who are caught up in the past, oh God, those of us who are unable, Father, to move forward for whatever reason, Lord, I just take authority, Lord. Lord, I just take authority over the works of the evil one. And Lord, I just cancel and uproot it in Jesus' name. And I ask God that, Lord, there will be a fresh flow, God, that there will be a fresh anointing, a fresh power, Lord, a fresh vision. And Lord, that your strength, Lord, will be seen in people's lives. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing, Lord, in the lives of people. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in the body of Christ, Father. We thank you. Thank you. And at this time, I just want to pray for those who have needs. If um, you have a sickness, and I just want you to believe God because the word of God uh, shows us that Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. And this morning, as we approach him, he's still the Messiah of Isaiah 53 who carried our sorrows, he carried our griefs, he carried our, our, our sins, he carried our sicknesses. And by his stripes, we are healed. I just want you to lay your hands on that part of your body. You know, or you may say, hey, it's, it's an emotional uh, struggle that I'm going through. That's fine. Just, just bring that before the Lord. Acknowledge it. Bring it before the Lord and say, God, I want to see your healing touch in my life, oh God, right now. And God, I just speak in the name of Jesus. I command healing, Lord. I just command healing over bodies in the name of Jesus. Lord, I command healing, Lord, in, in emotions, oh God, Lord, the hearts of people, God, right now, right now, Father, I just pray uh, that, God, your joy, your peace will take over. Yes, yes. Thank you, God. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for pain that is leaving, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for movement that is coming back. Lord, I just want to thank you for growths that are disappearing. Lord, I want to thank you. Thank you for blockages that are being released right now. We give you thanks, God. We give you praise, God, for what you're doing. Father, at this time, I, I, I just ask God for uh, signs, wonders, miracles, breakthroughs to be released in people's lives. God, we thank you that we are a covenant people, God. We are a covenant people. And God, your blessing is upon our lives. And so God, those of us who are going through financially, um, the, you know, difficult times in our finances, I speak the provision of God over your life in the name of Jesus. I declare increase in the name of Jesus. I declare blessing in the name of Jesus. Just by faith, all you have to do is by faith, just receive it and say, yes, you are my God. You've done it for people. You've done it for people in the Bible. God, thank you. You've done it for me, God. Thank you, you've done it for me. Just go ahead, receive what the Lord is doing right now. Right now, right now. Father, I just pray for deliverance. Lord, I take authority over demonic works, Father, over, over uh, de demonic things that are happening in people's lives. And God, uh, I just speak a release, God. I just speak a release in the name of Jesus. God, let, let just uh, situations that, that have been uh, so stuck and stagnant for years. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that right now something is shifting. Something is changing, God. 
and we give you thanks. We give you praise. Father, we just want to magnify you, God, that you are still the same. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, God. Thank you for what you're doing. I just want to take a moment to invite those of us who have never, never um, asked the Lord Jesus to come into your lives. You know, this morning, I want to invite you. I want to invite you and say, come to Jesus. Right? December, we celebrate. The angels sang. They proclaimed the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just want to proclaim the birth of our Savior. He's the Savior of our souls. And we're looking at all the different things that can save us. But hey, Jesus is the Savior. He is the one who can wash our sins with. He has already washed them with his blood. And I just want to invite you to receive this loving Savior who died for you on the cross. And this God who says, I want to be with you for eternity. And I will forgive your sins. I will heal your body. No, I will work miracles in your life. And I just want to invite you this morning to say, yes, Jesus, you know, this is who you are. And I'm giving my life to you. Now, if you're that person who, who wants to make a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ, just go ahead, raise your hand. If you're in the auditorium and you feel uh, stirred up in your heart, just go ahead, raise your hand and say, hey, I want to make that commitment to Jesus. Or if you're watching at home, and you feel like, you know, God is speaking to me. And I just want you to make that commitment right now. And you can also uh, put your name in, in, the, in the chat. In the chat. You can put your name there so our team can pray for you. And we can also um, get in touch with you. But go ahead, make that commitment. And I'm going to make a small prayer. And I want you to pray this together with me. Uh, just go ahead and say, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are my Savior. You died on the cross for my sins. God, this morning, I, I just say that I'm sorry and that, Lord, you would forgive me of my sins. Make me a child of God. And help me to grow up in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you've made that prayer, we're so excited for you. You've started your journey with God and you know there's just so much to discover. God bless you. Uh, and you know, we, we pray that you keep growing in God. Uh, and uh, thank you once again to everyone who joined us in this morning's service. Uh, God bless you and keep making your journey towards maturity. Thank you. benediction yeah okay I'll just speak the benediction over us it's been a long time you know physically ministering so yeah okay um, may the grace of our Lord Jesus the love of the Father and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now and forever and everyone said amen, amen.